Welcome to the St. Michael Easter podcast series. My name is Mary Lessman, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Easter is Big Love. God's holy work is fulfilled in the resurrection of Christ, the defeat of death itself. We have received the gift of new life, and we can use that gift to spread God's big love to those near and far. Joining Christians everywhere during this Easter season, we proclaim with joy, Alleluia, the Lord is risen indeed. Come, let us adore him. Alleluia. A reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, verses 14 to 30. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, Is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, Do hear also in your hometown the things that we have heard that you did at Capernaum. And he said, Truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, There were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a severe famine all over the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them were cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage They got up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. Here ends the reading. It's not surprising that Jesus receives the reception he does at the hometown synagogue. Talk about the scandal of particularity. These are folks who knew Jesus when he was a snot-nosed kid running around the village like a wild banshee. They've seen him jump off a rooftop and almost break his leg. They've seen him play tricks on his brothers and sisters. They've seen him hide out in his dad's shop when he wanted to get out of chores. So when Jesus stands in the synagogue and gives examples of great prophets having to leave their own people in order to reveal God's work, they are offended. One moment they are proudly astounded at his wisdom and power, and the very next they are saying, who does this guy think he is, and chasing him to the edge of a cliff. We love to build folks up, especially if we have a less than six degrees of separation connection to them. And then we love to knock them down, offended that they think they're special 
and have gotten too big for their britches. I guess that virtually every one of us can recall at least one time when we've been with the people who know us best, proud of a new skill we'd mastered or degree we'd completed or job we'd gotten. We expected them to be happy and excited for us, to affirm us, to be proud of us. Instead, we get what Jesus got. What our lesson today tells us is that we are to respect ourselves enough to be confident in our clarity of who God is calling us to be, regardless of how we are received or affirmed. Jesus doesn't let the lack of respect from those closest to him stop him from claiming who he is, from all that God has created him to be and to do. He's able to recognize that people have their limitations, even the people who are supposed to love us most. That sometimes, perhaps because of their past, perhaps because of the dreams they didn't have the courage to pursue themselves, perhaps because of brokenness they've never allowed to be healed, people are simply unable to understand and or celebrate the potential and gifts in others, even of those they know well and should appreciate most. We are hurt when we are rejected or disrespected by those who should be the first to affirm us. Sometimes our response is to try even harder to win their respect, to play the role or take on the responsibility that they have prepared for us. One of the first steps in respecting yourself is to let go of your desire to change the way others see you. The only person you can change is yourself. You can change your reaction to their lack of respect. Accept their limitations and let go of your expectations of them. Richard Rohr says expectations are just resentments waiting to happen. When you can come to the place where you accept your loved one's inability to be for you who you want them to be, you not only break the hold you feel they have on you, you can begin to respect them as they are. Jesus calls us to have faith not only in him, but in ourselves. It is a sign of faith to believe that God's plan for us is bigger than our plan for ourselves. He has created each of us unique. His desire is that we flourish. Nobody hears our call but us. Our call is not our mother's call or our father's call or our sibling's call or our spouse's call. It is ours alone. Jesus invites us to step out in faith, following the dream and passion that he has prepared for us. We are to respect that God is working in others in new ways, shaping them into the people he's created them to be. But more than this, we are to respect ourselves enough to live into the call that Jesus has placed on us, regardless of the affirmation of others. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
Let us pray. O God, whose blessed Son made himself known to his disciples in the breaking of the bread, open the eyes of our faith, that we may behold him in all his redeeming work, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.